0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Hey, or maybe welcome to your first episode of Sales Velocity TV. We're veering off track a little bit today, and we're talking about how to get unstuck in breakthrough barriers. We all hit them. It's inevitable in any business. It's inevitable in life. It's inevitable in fitness and health and relationships. And this will be a good one today because we have some pretty good strategies on how to break through barriers, get unstuck, And sometimes make a big leap to the next level in your business, in your sales process, in your life, with your relationships and fitness. So we're going to kind of hit you from, we're going to shock and awe you today. Hit you from a couple different angles on what we've done, seen, what works, what doesn't, when it comes to breaking through these inevitable barriers that we all hit, Aaron, ever so
1: often. Actually, more often than many think. Yeah, I've got a great quote that's going to, you know, preface this episode today and a a little bit of an exercise I remember that I ran into from a very, very smart person because we're talking about getting stuck, getting unstuck. As entrepreneurs, you're going to get stuck. It's part of the process. You know, what you have to realize is how to get unstuck. Most importantly, accept that you will get stuck. Mm -hmm. It's part of the process. And then what are some things you can do to get unstuck? So I saw this great quote the other day, Andrew, which I posted on my social that said, running a business is like riding a lion, people look at the entrepreneurs and think, they really have it together, they're so brave. And while the entrepreneurs are riding the lion, they're thinking, how the hell did I get on a lion and how do I keep from getting eaten, right? So that's the quote that sets the tone for today because as entrepreneurs, you know, everybody thinks it's glorious, you know, everybody thinks, it's oh, you make so much money and you got all this freedom or whatever, but meanwhile, we're all just riding around on a lion trying to figure out how to not get eaten.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bumpy road. There's a great book uh, written by Darren Hardy, Aaron, who you may not yeah. know.
1: Darren Hardy was I'm actually the, friends with Darren on Facebook.
0: Yeah. Darren's cool. Darren was the executive producer, executive um, whatever for the magazines, the executive editor, I believe, for Success Magazine when it was really in its heyday. Yeah. He wrote this book called The Entrepreneurial Rollercoaster. He actually wrote a great book before that called The Compound Effect, right? How little things done frequently over time, compound that equal big results. It, you've seen that play out with savings and fitness and health and nutrition and weight loss, right? But the entrepreneurial roller coaster is kind of what we're talking about here today. So maybe that's a good recommendation for a book in the show notes is The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster because it sometimes looks like it's this always wonderful lifestyle business and all this free time and you work when you want to, but it almost seems like the 4-hour work week where you never actually work when really you're working your tail off. And a lot of times we as entrepreneurs it, a lot of times we have an expensive job, we, we, right? We're investing in the the job hours that we're putting in, but it isn't always that way, right? There's always, there, there's always times where it's everything it seems it can be, but without question, there's massive roadblocks around, uh, along the way. And I always feel like entrepreneurship, business ownership is a lot of two steps back to take four steps forward. It's a stair step incline. It isn't a straight line up or a straight line down. If it is a straight line up, You got to be wary of that. If it's a straight line down, you're doing a lot wrong. And we want to talk about really getting awareness to this today because what happens a lot of times, and this is topic number one here, is when you have awareness to the barriers, you can take a step back and address the barriers. Today, a lot of us are unconscious to some of the things that are happening negatively in our business because we get so busy in the business that we can't really see the business well. I deal with this every single day. I know you do as well. I always, wor- I'm always working consistently, Aaron, with at least a dozen to fifteen private clients at any time. That's kind of like my limit. I don't normally want to have fifty clients. I'm running a company. You are as well, but I'm always dealing with a with a small group of about a dozen clients. And the commonality there is really just that, right? It's it's being able to give them some eyesight onto their business that they maybe don't have. Well, I think we'll loop back to that as one of our topics here today but to get expert eyes and second sets of eyes or even find things that can help you create awareness to these roadblocks is the first step to improvement I think it's good old-fashioned aA the people who have alcohol problems I think that the 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 lingo in that in that process that they put people through Aaron I've never been through that process by the way I know you haven't either is you got to actually have awareness to the problem first before the problem can be fixed. So we're going to talk a lot about that today is creating
1: awareness to the barriers so that you can ultimately break through the barriers. Yeah, the goal is to get unstuck. And, and, you know, if you think back to, you know, military examples, right, you know, when they had the big battles on the field, you know, hundreds of years ago, even thousands of years ago, there's always a general, right? There's always somebody that's leading the plan the battle right the general is never in the middle swinging the sword right the general is sitting at the top of the hill observing what's going on evaluating how it's going and adapting a new strategy to whatever's coming at them right and and as a business owner we're always in this fluid experience where things are changing technology's changing people are changing people are coming and going governments changing stuff like it's It's almost a a daily ongoing battle. And what you and I both find is that when we get stuck, what's happened is we've gone from being the general standing on the hill, observing the strategy and moving the pieces to somehow we've walked our way down the hill right into the fray of the battle. And we're swinging swords for our life against five or six enemies at the same time. And we've lost perception. And a little bit of control gets lost there also. Tonne. There's a ton you're when, when you start getting in there and you start swinging the sword daily trying to hack the enemies down and putting out fires left and right away. Yeah. You have almost zero ability to look at things strategically and make strong moves versus reactive moves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, starting this today with awareness is so important because in order to have awareness, the first thing you have to do is you have to recognize that you're stuck. And then the second thing you have to do is pull yourself out of the fray and take a step back and look at it big picture. And, and one of the ways that I like to, to think of it, you know, Andrew is almost like I'll, I'll, I'll pretend that my business is my client, right? I'll look at my business through a set of filters of what would I tell this client If I was looking at it through fresh eyes, what would I tell me the client? What would I tell me the client, right? That's a, that's a a fun exercise to do also, isn't it? Yeah. If I'm evaluating the strengths and weaknesses, what does your marketing look like? What do your operations look like? What does your product suite look like? What does your sales department look like? What is your, you know, legal situation look like? And, and try to look at it through a filter of not being biased of what I have, but actually cold and calculated mm-hmm. like I am with clients. Then all of a sudden you start to see the, the weaknesses which have potentially got you stuck and look at it like that general from the top of the hill versus looking at it through the eyes of a soldier who's just trying to swing a sword and stay alive. Right. Right. So that's one of the exercises I, I, I put myself through to one, once I've established I'm stuck, how do I start to get myself unstuck? And it's it's removing myself from that chaos for a second. It's it's thinking macro versus thinking micro. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of a lot of us as entrepreneurs, what our natural default is is just work harder, work longer. Power through it. Power through it. Sleep when you're dead, don't be a pussy. Right. That's that's the kind of stuff we tell ourselves when in reality, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we right. So we
0: want to talk about the pivot here. Right. So when you identify this wall that you keep coming up against, A, how do you recognize it? B, how do you pivot to either get away from it, get someone else to do it? or kill it all together so it doesn't keep bogging you down because it can become like a cancer and just eat yes. away at the business, right? So we always end up in our business in certain little buckets that can be cancerous to us in the business where we're not the right person to be in that role. It's not a strong point of ours. It's a weak point, but yet we keep shoving the square peg in the round hole, trying to make it work. And we're just beating our heads against the wall. So if you feel that way with any process could be operations, could be sales, could be marketing, could be presenting, right? Everybody has their thing that they're like, I am just not good at it. I'm not gonna keep pounding my head against the wall to do it because I know I should. I need to either kill it or bring someone in who's good at it, who can bring more value to the business and ultimately the clients and the customers by doing that one thing, right? So yeah, that's, and, and- that to me, Aaron, is, is, is the big awareness piece Is Where are those pieces of the business that you're actually not helping the business by doing. That's the barrier.
1: Yeah, and this kind of goes into our our, our next point, which is is resetting your desire or resetting your inspiration or resetting your motivation, right? So if, if you're stuck, the first thing you have to do is just admit that you're stuck, right? Have awareness of it, right? The second thing you have to do is you have to take a step back and don't be the soldier, be the general, and evaluate really what the challenges are, right? What are they in front? Of? And then, third, you know, you have to look at your own desire, your own inspiration, your own energy levels because your energy levels are the most important thing in driving the business. You're the visionary, you're the leader, you're the, the catalyst mm-hmm. that makes things happen. And it happens to me all the time. I know it happens to you. You just, you you just told me right before we got on this call today, right? You're like, I I had six calls in a row yesterday and I have seven booked today. And you and I both know how draining that can be, right? And it can be sustained for a certain amount of time, but eventually there's a moment where you're going to break or You're just going to become uninterested in what you're doing. And the reality is somebody else. And then you become ineffective.
0: Uninterested precedes ineffective.
1: Correct. Right. Right. And and the reality is just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Exactly right. Right. I know that you're great on consulting calls. I know that you're great on sales calls. I'm great on them too. But is it what makes you happy? Question number one. And then question number two is, could somebody else be doing it at least close to as well, maybe even better Mm -hmm. than you, but you've got this fear wrapped around letting it go. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think we all as entrepreneurs and business owners, there's always things we don't want to let go of because we think, ah, I just, nobody's going to be able to pull it off and perform like I can. It's a totally normal feeling, by the way. Totally normal. But it's not, it's not normal to stay with it for too long. Right so if you so here's the perfect example, since this is a sales show, is most business owners got the business to a point of success by doing the selling to get it to where it is. That's very common. I see the, the most successful businesses they didn't bring in stranger salespeople to sell from day one. they were the ones selling from day one. And then the shift that they had to make at one point was, am I ready to hand this off and give the sales over? Can somebody communicate and present? and persuade as well as I can about my product and service, my baby, the company that I built. And that to me is the hardest thing to let go of in your business is when you were the one that made all the money and you made all the sales and you generated all, you're the rainmaker, you made made it all happen to step away from that, which frees up a ton of time in getting somebody in that role who can be just as good as you, which is going to be hard to find by the way, but maybe somebody who can be, Maybe not as good but very effective with better energy because it's all they do and they're all in and they're focused on that one thing. You're bringing in a new quarterback, so to speak, right? And that that tends to be one of the things that we unconsciously get stuck on as business owners. And if you can shake that and just – at some point, you need to undo being the salesperson if you're the CEO of the business, right? You need yeah, to undo that. And just, that's, just, that's, a, that's a barrier that I see probably more than any others. And since it's a sales show, it's a good one to talk about is – at some point, you can't be the one doing all the sales. At some point, you need
1: a sales stud or a sales team if you're going to scale. Correct. And this kind of brings me back to what I was talking about when we first started the show today is that there was an exercise somebody took me through one time and they were talking about how, you know, imagine you put your two thumbs in the air and you put an elastic band over the, you know, each one, of each end over your thumb, Right. And as you're growing, you're stretching this elastic band further and further and further and further. And it gets tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. Right. You know, and you think to yourself, man, like this, this is so hard. You know, I'm working like crazy. Nothing's going right. There's all these problems. And you keep going, you keep going. And then bang, it snaps. And now you're back to a new level of growth. Right. And then you start Your next level of growth and the elastic band gets tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter tighter again until finally snap, you break through again, right? And these snapping points are kind of like what you're talking about right now, which is that if you're stuck, maybe you're just at the full extension of that elastic band and something has to give in order to go to that next level. You want to avoid the snap Right. Right? You 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 want to avoid the rubber band sharing with me is you have to make it snap. But until you until you figure out what that thing is that allows it to snap and then move into that next level, you're just going to stay at this place of extreme tension the entire time. If you want to scale your business, you've got to have. Organic media. You've got to have paid media. You've got to have multiple channels. If you're in a sales, you know, if you've got a sales process, you're going to have to have multiple salespeople and you're going to have to have managers and you're going to have to have bookkeepers and operations people. And, and when we first start out as entrepreneurs, we do it all ourselves, right? And we're wearing six hats, but we'll get to that point of tension on the elastic where it's almost unbearable. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you have two choices. You have, you know, expand and evolve, right? Or get pulled right back from that tension and never reach that next level of of growth. And it's painful, right? Like Gary Vaynerchuk you know, is famous for saying, if you can hire somebody that cares 80% as much about your business as you do, it's a freaking miracle. Sure is.
0: They don't have no skin in the game. They don't own it. They could walk away tomorrow. Why should they care as much, right?
1: Yet we're like, well, I don't want to hire somebody unless they're as good as me. They can do a good job as me. They're as successful as me. They don't... It's not their business. It's a job. So I hate to spoil it for you and ruin the end of the movie. In order to scale, in order to get unstuck, you're going to have to hire people that are probably not as caring. It doesn't mean they might not be as as you.
0: They might not be as
1: excited as you, right? They might not. But you know what? If you have five people that can do things 80% as well as you do versus you who can do 100%, it's pretty easy math. It's eight times five is four. Yeah, you get a multiplication effect if you
0: think that way. Right? You get the multiplication effect.
1: you you, You have to realize and you have to deal with, right? So going back to your point, right, we have to find a way to evaluate what we're doing and what's killing our desire, what's killing our energy. You know, we have to start thinking a little bit more strategic versus tactical, Right, we're always trying to twist this thing or optimize this thing or increase this conversion or blah 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 blah. But if you if if you're constantly focused on that versus what's going to free you to be happy, inspired, and creative, so that you can go think, focus, create on how to take the business to the next level, you're likely just going to stay in that state of tension until you burn out and you just say. I'm just gonna nuke this thing. I hate it. Yeah, you start to resent the business. Right. Bad feeling, right? You don't
0: want to end up in a situation where you're not channeling this well and you start to resent the business because if you resent the business, oh boy, your effectiveness and your interest and enthusiasm in the business will plummet and that thing's dead. So yeah, so in this in this conversation, Eric your staff will feel it. Yeah, in this conversation it's really all about okay, if I'm running up against barrier after barrier what do I need to do to pivot so that I can maintain enthusiasm and interest in the business so I can still grow it? Correct. That is a balancing act and it's tricky. And, and as as drivers, as A-types, you and I are the same way. You're better than it than I am. You're probably a little more relaxed and better at understanding when to step away and when not. I'm kind of a pusher. I, I, I like to, I, I think it's from playing sports all my life. It's, we've just been taught to like power through things. And sometimes I have to let go of that and not power through things, but really take a step back and power down, not power through, but power down. And by power down, we mean, is it taking a day off to focus on recovery, getting some personal things done, not having an agenda, maybe getting a massage. Like you and I talk a lot about getting into like the modalities of fitness, that that, that the modalities of recovery when it comes to fitness. And it's funny, <laughs> I meant to tell you this earlier, there was a, a, a comment on one of our you know, one of our social media properties about the show and somebody, I don't know if it was a guy or a lady, but somebody jumped on and said, oh my God, I love this show so much because you guys have this great blend of sales and fitness. And I'm like, fitness? And I don't even, yeah, I'm like, I don't even realize fitness. This is sales velocity TV. What do you mean fitness? So I didn't realize that a lot of times we default to like making sure we get ourselves physically right so we can perform better in the business. They're definitely tied together. And this is a big one. It was great to hear because sometimes we bring it up. Just in, in passing, we don't realize we're, we're talking about it. But there's such a human physical and health and, and lifestyle element to being able to be a better performer in your business, to, be, to being able to keep enthusiasm high, and to be able to keep yourself engaged and in the game to a point where you can still show up and perform and not be dragging your head. And that's contagious, by the way. So if you're pulling that off in your business, that's leadership. And if you're bringing that enthusiasm and that excitement and that, and that physical energy to the table, the team tends to follow. It's like sports as well. Right. You know, when they, when they, when they planted Tom Brady into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization, like it's almost like people were like, because he's here, can he, can he create an environment around us that can like get us to the Super Bowl? I was like, there's no chance in year one. And and it happened. (laughs) They implanted that type of energy, enthusiasm, interest, the ability to to lead and perform and recover, like all of the philosophies that, that, that he's been known for over the last 22 years, he brought it to an organization. And that organization wasn't going to the Super Bowl if that guy no wasn't there in that year. So, so think about – I'm assuming I'm talking to a lot of business owners that run the show, even if it's a two-man show or a 200-man show. The energy you bring to the table and what you do to keep your energy and enthusiasm high has a trickle-down ripple effect – across your entire team. And if you don't recognize that, even if you don't do it for you, do it for them. Even if you don't get yourself right and get through these barriers
1: for you, do it for them because it is a trickle down effect. And that's exactly what happened in that organization. Well, and, and this kind of comes into point three, which is, you know, I call it checking the bubble for cracks, right? You know, I, I'm a big believer that, that you need to you know, create an environment, create a bubble around yourself that allows you to stay happy and focused and, and making progress.
0: And you, you just say bubble,
1: it. you use that term bubble a lot. So when you say bubble, do you mean you mean environment, right? Like you're really conscious yeah. of the environment. It's 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 my conscious environment. And my conscious environment is always affected by really three different things. It's affected by what I allow in my in my mind. Right, so I'm always I'm always conscious of like what am I letting inside the bubble? Like right now in 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 Cayman, they've decided to not allow people in as of October fifteenth again because there's like eight eighteen new cases or something, and everyone's freaking out and losing their mind. I'm not even getting involved in the conversation because that does not affect me. It does not affect my business, and I'm not going to allow that to to suck me into some never ending conversation with a zillion people who who would rather focus there than focus on on what we're creating. Right, so. You know, checking for cracks in the bubble. Am I letting negative people get in my space? Am I letting too much media get in my space, right? In the bubble, it's important for me to be fit, right? Am, am I consistent in what I'm doing in my nutrition and, 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 and my workouts, right? Or am I allowing myself to slide into longer nights, you know, less healthy meals, less sleep, etc cetera, etc cetera. in my bubble i take weekends off with my kids cuz i built this business to to have the freedom to be with my kids right am i allowing outside factors to all of a sudden eat those hours throughout the weekend that that are are my primary motivation to do this right so you got to the third point really is you got to check the bubble right mm-hmm. business is a marathon nobody would nobody who's not a runner would, if, unless they're a moron would just get up one morning and say, I'm going to run a marathon, right? Because you'll, you'll die. Right? So business is both a mental and a physical, mental and physical marathon, right? So in order to be successful, you have to protect your body. You have to protect your mind. You have to give it time to recover, right? You have to set boundaries. And the answer to when you're stuck is not just work harder, work longer, because all you do is depreciate the value of what you're putting into the business. You depreciate your patience level, your quality of work, your networking, your communications, all of it. Yeah. It's not the answer. You know what a lot of writers do?
0: big writers, guys who write, who no, write yeah. the big novels like the John Grisms, the the Harlan sure. Co. By the way, I don't know if I ever ever told you this or even mentioned on the show. I'm a, like one of my 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 hobbies, and by the way, this is a big piece I want to talk about next is having other interests outside of the business. <laughs> there is more to life, right? One of my interests and in hobbies is I like mystery novels. I like the really okay. good high end, you know, three four hundred page Bible looking mystery novels and. To me, that's like some people's Netflix. I'm not a big Netflix yeah. guy. I don't get into the series and everybody breaks my chops about this, but I'm more of a, a like like the mystery novel guy. So like when you go spend fourteen hours watching fourteen episodes of Netflix, I'm gonna go spend probably six or seven hours over the course of a week reading a novel. Great and they're and they're amazing. Like the mystery and trying to figure it out and all the different moving parts. I love that stuff. But what those guys do when they need to go when they get a 15 million dollar signing bonus by a big publishing house to go write their next blockbuster novel they got to get totally out of the environment that they're in day to day and they'll like oftentimes go to like a resort for a week in Colorado, Idaho, middle of the country, mountains, Montana and they'll write the book completely away from everybody and everything. They'll change their environment to produce the result that they want to produce because they know that they keep getting stuck in the normal, what you call bubble and what I call environment. So it's fascinating when you watch
1: themselves in a bubble.
0: Yeah, that's what they do. They do. They put themselves in a different kind of bubble where they go, you know what, I have to go like crack this story now. I have to go do this, right? So that's that's an example of sometimes having to completely change your environment, get away, go away to maybe work on a different piece of the business. But back to that hobby thing, another way to – I don't know if I want to call it getting unstuck, but it's a great way to take your mind off the day-to-day because we all have to we all have, to have a release. 10-hour days, 8-hour days, 15-hour days, multiple projects moving around. Like, like we're always thinking about it. And sometimes just the thinking about it creates a lot of energy as well. And it drains us, right? So having an outlet, for me it's always been working out fitness. You and I talk about that a lot. I think for both of us, having a fitness routine that is... Even if it's a few days a week for an hour or so and you're exerting energy on your body or if it's reading or if it's, you know, whatever, swimming, kayaking, sailing. Golf is a big one for me. When I'm on the golf course, it is like just being out in nature, hearing the birds, peace and quiet, the beautiful greens, hitting the ball. It's not a real strenuous sport. That is a huge release for me. To me, when you do things like that, it brings back more enthusiasm in a different mindset To when you get back to the day-to-day. You almost feel like you've been relaxed. You feel like you've been a little bit purged, right? When you go through something like this, you take a vacation. This is, you know how you feel when you take a vacation. You know how, how you feel when you take a full day at the beach or something, right? A full day on the golf course. When you do those disconnect type activities, sometimes you'll get some great ideas being out there that you wouldn't have gotten the day-to-day, which sometimes get you through these barriers. But other times what that, that, bout of activity does that has you not thinking about the business is it frees your mind and then go think about the business differently when you come back, and I and I'm I really and I can't they... tell you how many entrepreneurs and business owners Aaron have absolutely no outlets. So if you want to ultimately stay stuck and never be able to break through barriers, have no hobbies, have no physical activity, have nothing of interest outside the business, and you will literally your mind will literally shrink and you will become less creative and less effective in the business. It's fascinating how that works. So if you're saying to yourself right now, wow, I really can't break through these barriers that these guys are talking about, and it's because I don't really have a life outside of my business. And that's kind of, right? We've all been there. There's been periods where, where thankfully for me, I've always, since I was an athlete, since I was 13, the outlet for me, There's I've never not maintained a workout. So I think that's been a big sanity piece for me, but I've been really getting conscious over the, over the years. Of Golf was a big thing for me now. I'm taking lessons. I'm playing more often now. I'm playing with my kids. We're doing lessons together now. My kids are 7 and 10, so they'll take a lesson on a Saturday over here, and I'll take my lesson over here, and it's just a fun morning spent, and everybody feels better when we're done, and you want to kind of – at that point, I want to get back to the office
1: and get back in it because I feel refreshed. You feel refreshed, and, yeah. and that, those hobbies, I'm really glad you brought this up because – when you when you find a hobby that you're really passionate about when you go and do it for that hour or that 2 hours or whatever or even a whole day what whatever it is right your brain stops trying to force a square peg into a round that's hole that's right that's right right yeah. i remember you remember this i played at the world series of poker a few times it used yeah. to be a big part of my life you know back in the day and why i liked it so much is the moment that i sat down at the card table there was so much math that needed to be done and so much observation of people's you know, tells and how they bet and betting patterns and all this stuff that business, there was zero room for business in my head. You were zoned into the thing. It's like chess players. Was, you were zoned in. I was zoned in. Right. And so then when I would be done, I'd be like, oh man, I'm like refreshed, excited to go back and think about what's going on with my business and how I could improve it or whatever. Golf is another one for me. I, th- I think about zero business when I'm playing golf. I yeah. love it. Yep. Yep. Um, Yours could I don't care what yours is yours could be making you know put doing puzzles I don't care anything but you you need to have a fitness routine and you need to have a hobby outside of what you're doing to give your brain a chance to rest right it, it's like common knowledge everyone knows like if you just do this ten thousand times a day on on your arm, you know eventually you're just gonna hit a plateau because it's it, it, you're you're giving it no rest time, no recovery time right? it's the same with with your business, right? And you know, the last thing that we're going to wrap up with today is really just kind of what we touched on lightly in the beginning, which is sometimes and probably more often than we want to admit to ourselves, we need to have a second set of eyes on what we're doing. This is the biggie. Right? Entrepreneurs as a whole are delusional. OK,
0: <laughs> it's important that we're delusional. And if a lot of that delusion is, is optimism, by the way, right. it's, and, which and, is a good that's thing. I'm saying
1: it's important. You have to be a little bit delusional, unhinged, optimistic, detached from reality to be a successful entrepreneur, because if you weren't, you'd be looking at the stats of the massive failure rate. Right. So you have to be delusional. And unfortunately, sometimes delusion leaks into um, ego and denial. Right? I, I'm smarter than everybody. I don't need help. I'll, I'll power through it, blah, 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 And yet, there's always these people that have already been through what you've been through that in one conversation, two conversations, 20 conversations, they could save you a year, five years, 20 years, a million dollars, five million, a hundred million dollars. Yeah. If you just put the ego down for a second and said, you know what, I'm stuck. I can't seem to get to the next level. I need another set of eyes on this.
0: This is coaching and consulting and advice. And there isn't a top performer in business, sports, entertainment, look at all the big industries, where there is not advisors in place, coaches in place, consultants in place, however you want to word it, that can be that second or third set of eyes on you and your stuff, right? Absolutely critical today to have a second set of eyes on you and your stuff because we get so into the business that oftentimes we can't see the forest for the trees, right? We're just in the day-to-day and it's like a set of eyes over here. They go, well, what about this, this, and this? And you go, oh my God, I'm so close to it. I never noticed that. And that's where the shifts happen and that's how you break through barriers. So in addition to it being about the awareness of recognizing it, having other activities that take your mind off of it, Also having expert sets of eyes on it. Those would be the big three, right? Having expert sets of eyes on it to take you to the next level. So important. You and I have a coaching program that we do together only for our Pipeline Pro members, the software platform that we own and run that powers the show. And we only launch it quarterly. We only take 10 or 15 people into it. And we are like, we are on them. And they always have one thing to say at the end. It's really, it's almost predictable for us at this point. We've been doing this a long time though, not to brag, but we've been doing this probably close to 20 years of, of coaching and consulting entrepreneurs to, to, to break through barriers. And the thing they always say is, I knew what I had to do, but I never would have got it done in this small of a window had I not had the second set of eyes. And that's the key because as entrepreneurs, we have got to do everything in our, in our, in our power to condense time. We can't have things take six months when they can take six days. We can't have things take a year when they should be taking two months. That's how, you, that's how you drag out success and that's how you keep the struggle longer than it needs to be, is you try to be on an island, you do it all yourself, you power through it, you burn the midnight oil, you don't take on the extra hobbies, your energy goes to shit and you don't want anybody else's advice. It's a recipe for disaster and it's exactly how you don't break through barriers, topic of the day. Agreed.
1: I think you summarized it perfectly.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to leave it there. Short one today. We veered off path a little bit, but we will be back same time, same place next week. Sales Velocity TV live in the Facebook group every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern for those to catch it live. I know a lot of you catch it on the run on your favorite podcast platform. Let us know what you think of the show. The feedback's been tremendous. We appreciate it. We love doing it. We like to take a different approach to a sales show where we're not always talking about sales, but we're always talking about peak performance and how you make you better so you can show up better inside your business and ultimately make more money and make more sales. All past episodes are at salesvelocitytv.com. Feel free to jump over there, download them, watch them. They're on YouTube as well, and we will see you in the next episode of Sales Velocity TV and radio. Have a good one. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Sales Velocity TV is powered by Pipeline Pro, the ultimate all-in-one sales pipeline management and marketing automation platform that makes all others obsolete. And we can prove it. Take a tour at gopipelinepro.com. See you on the next episode.